Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Hey, David. <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, Anthony. <laughs> you mentioned the other day that most of our podcasts start off with Hey, David. Yeah. And so now I feel like I can't not start them off with Hey, David. It's fine with me. I love being the first thing said on our podcast every single day. It's unfortunate your name's not Arnold. Actually, probably fortunate, or otherwise we'd be getting sued very often by Nickelodeon. I hope we get noticed enough to get sued. That'd be great. Oh, that is, that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, when like people are like cease when, and desist. When or, someone has, has served you, yes, you've made it. That's when, yeah, and when people care enough, I think when people care enough about us to tell us they don't like us, <laughs> yeah. that'd be cool. It's like right now, everything's super positive. Oh. Like, you guys are so funny, and like, you guys are, oh my gosh, I can't believe more people don't listen. Like the first time someone listens, and yeah. it's like, you know, I didn't really like it. You guys aren't that funny. I'll be like, we made it. Yeah, I... Dad, that was not an invitation to text me about how you don't like it. Okay, You're such a disappointment, saying. David. <laughs> that's not okay. Not what I wanted to hear. Did I make your day? Yeah, yeah, sure did. I can't wait for that first piece of hate mail. Awesome. All right. Poor, poor... What's his face? Oh, they don't even say what his face is. What do you mean? I just have the doctor's name. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a story, David. Okay, I, fi- I figured. I was waiting for... <laughs> I was like, are you struggling with pronunciation? I was going to No, okay. To... So I, I guess the, uh, the story leaves out the patient's name. Okay, so this, this patient, 72-year-old 70, man, let's call him. Let's call him HIPAA. <laughs> Patient HIPAA. Well, this happened in the island of Britain, so they have no HIPAA. Sorry, They have other, other privacy laws, though. Br- uh, Britain. Old, ye old Britain. Are you talking about England? <laughs> Okay. Or Britain land? Okay. okay. All right. I don't think anyone's ever called that. So, okay, so a 72-year-old patient went in for your, uh, you know, your commonplace remove a lump from your ab- abdominal wall surgery. Ugh. Right? Typical outpatient deal because uh, he was, uh, you know, had a lump on his abdominal wall. I have and, lumps, but I don't, that there are, like, where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Like my cheekbones, my so, nose, those are lumps that belong. Yeah, so everyone thinks, my you know. My bicep, lumps that belong. Successful mm. surgery, right? Uh, abdominal lump removed. Six days later, our 72-year-old man, who is nameless, comes back and he's complaining of difficulties breathing and swallowing. Uh-oh. So uh, they do an X-ray and, and they say, "Oh no! Here's what here's the prescription they give him. Here's what here's the treatment." Six days later, after surgery, okay, yeah. he was sent home with a prescription for mouthwash, right, antibiotics, and steroids. I can't breathe. <laughs> but he's, what should I do, Doc? Here, clean your mouth really good, and take the same thing that let Mark McGuire hit a bunch of home runs. You'll be fine. <laughs> Tell you what, some fresh breath and a jacked upper body. That's right. That'll set you straight. That's right. All right. So he, he, he went through his treatment for a couple days, but his symptoms worsened, and he returned to the hospital. So we're now eight days post-surgery. Gotcha. Because the mouthwash didn't help his throat pain and difficulty breathing Appar- go away. Apparently not. Crazy. So they did an x-ray right, Another to one. see what could be causing this breathing difficulty and, uh, and discomfort. And they determined that um, the man's dentures were lodged in his throat. His his fake teeth were stuck in his throat. For how long? For days? For just, like a week? Just eight days. We're still talking single digits, David. Oh, oh ta- yeah. It's not 14 days. When it's not two weeks. Okay, dentures David. aren't small. 
<laughs> and you would think those are the types of things you would notice right away when the, they're missing. A, that they're missing, and B, that they're in your throat hole. I, okay, I imagine the first time he tried to eat like a, like tea and crumpets, like he got like the crumpet halfway down. I don't know if it's just like old man to be like, okay, I think I just need to work this crumpet down a little bit. Yeah. He was doing like the, the, the hot dog eating contest dance where he's trying to shuffle it down or something, mm-hmm. or like seagull it down or something, but you think... You'd think the first time he tried to eat something, he'd be like, ow, this hurts, there's something in the way, but no? Yeah, well, so Is it his breathing tube, though? Is it his breathing tube or his eating tube? Those are two different tubes. I don't know if you know this. There's an eating tube and a breathing tube. Maybe he had one section of denture in one tube and one in the other. It's a U-shape, so it could have blocked two. Hold on. (laughs) Yes. Isn't this the same country where the lady had, like, like, tens of contacts in each eye? Uh, it's possibly the same country. I swear, we did a story possibly. about this old lady in England who said, I'm having some eye pain, and she had put like 14 or 15 contacts in each eye, and they were just gooped on there. Yeah. So, uh, so he uh, he had internal blistering and swelling, Oh. and he had to undergo another surgery Yeah. Uh, to remove the false teeth from his throat. Again, false teeth in throat. Uh, his Adam's apple was looking particularly large. Those eight days, right? Okay. Was that a joke or yeah. was oh, that? Oh yeah, uh, yes. That's that's what I would call a joke. Well, also, I don't think everyone would call it a joke. Here's why. Here's why I think it's maybe not obvious that <laughs> his teeth were missing and stuck in his. Throat. Oh, I thought you were talking about the joke. Okay, go ahead. No, because uh, how I envision every old British man, right, is just just mumbles his way through life, right? Just, like, doesn't actually form complete sentences or verbalize words really well. And so your baseline is already, like, he's probably missing his teeth, right? And he's probably, So, like, to actually be missing your teeth, not, not a big surprise, right? And so I think when you compare him to the septuagenarian population of Brutland, that he just fits in perfectly. Um, so, I, you know, a lot of work. Okay, we're right in the thick of these democratic debates, David. Everyone's pushing for universal health care. You want universal health care? They got it in Britain. You end up with your teeth in your throat. Okay? And and contacts a foot out from your eye. Okay? <laughs> Look, all, all I can say is I'm proud of our friends across the pond for actually caring about their teeth now. So good for you. I mean, just don't swallow them. We, and maybe they missed teeth are that for, part. Teeth are for chewing, not to be eaten. Yes. Unless you're a hockey player, in which case you probably swallow three teeth a season. We don't do hockey on this show, David. I mean, if a guy swallows a tooth, I bet we would. This tooth shall pass. Oh, this tooth, this tooth shall pass. <laughs> this tooth shall pass. Anthony? Hey, David. I forgot what it was like to work. Uh, like, to go to a job. Yeah, I forgot what that for, was like. For eight hours a day. Yeah, or more. What? Sometimes more. I think that's illegal. It should be. Or I should be compensated more for that, right? Yeah. I mean, I know some people that get paid this thing called overtime. Mm. But, you know, the government was smart. They're like, okay, we know that there's no way a teacher can do everything that they're supposed to do in eight hours. That's, so yeah. let's give them a salary. That's the whole con job with being a salaried employee, right? Yep. yep. My dad we warned me about this. We can work you to the bone. Yeah. My dad warned me about this when I was younger. 
I was like, I thought that once you have a salary job, you've kind of made it. Because, you know, I was 14, 15 years old working at a gas station, the yeah. Shell in Mesquite, Nevada, um, restocking coolers and counting Gatorade bottles and, and scooping gum off of the floor wow. uh, with my buddy Jordan Tate. Sounds like not, not the type of job anyone could get. No, basically anyone could get it. Okay. That was anyone. Uh, I had a connection. Yeah, my friend already worked there who had a connection. Yeah. So I was the connection to a connection. Wow. And that's how I got the job. You really leveraged that network. I did. Uh, my network of my one friend. <laughs> I had more than one friend. I, I know that came you, off as me having hey, one friend. All you need is the right friend, David. That's true. And my buddy Jordan Tate was the right friend. You know, he played center on our football team. Yeah. I played defensive back and some wide receiver. Okay. Uh I used to try to impress people, mostly girls and mostly a particular girl, mm. who I now married, so it must have worked, okay. by giving him a piggyback from one end of the gym to the other and back. Wow. I bet she fell in love with you right then and there. Don't skip leg day. Okay. So I'm working again, and my kids are really spoiled because every time I leave for work in the morning, they're like, aww. It's super cute. Yeah. And when I come home, they're like crying, like, we missed you so much. <laughs> like, you know, you know what my kids ask me? How much money did you make today? <laughs> how much can we spend? Michael literally asked me that the other day. So, Dad, how much do you make in a year? Okay. So, how much <laughs> do you make in a day? <laughs> uh, and he's probably translating that into Legos, right? Yeah. That equals how many Legos in, in Pokemon? Got it. I love Mikey Snack, and I love that his name is Mikey Snack. Yeah. Your wife was making smoothies today. Uh-huh. She called it dessert, but it was just pureed fruit. Yeah. Like, I'm on to you, Laura. We have to trick our kids yeah, into that, eating That healthy. was not a dessert. Yeah. Okay? No. That was... I, I, I took a bite expecting it to be some sugary treat. It was pureed fruit. There's salad in there. It's, ba- <laughs> it's kale. There's, there's, that was baby food. Your, yeah. your wife gave me baby Every food. Every smoothie in this household has, like, eight ounces of spinach. Your, Don't be fooled. Your wife gave me baby food and called it dessert like no homie don't play that but I, but anyway he michael walked into the kitchen while we're scooping stuff into the, in the cups yeah and he was li- like staring into the blender full of this pureed fruit and i was like hey michael what are you doing and i don't remember exactly what he said i was like you staring at the fruit and he was like yeah I was like, all right and i was trying to get him to say like i want some of that or something but he was just staring at it and i was like i'll yeah. start it with you and we all just like locked eyes on the on the thing and, anyway he's awesome uh where was I going with this? Your kids, they sad when you leave. Yeah, but like two weeks into the summer, like they stopped getting excited when I came home. Got it. Right? Like yeah. I'd go to a job interview and I would come back and they'd be like, oh, hey, dad. Like, oh, where's the, I used to record videos of like walking into the house and then going, daddy, and like running up to me. <laughs> and then it got depressing. <laughs> yeah, then it was just like, I came home and was like, they wouldn't even acknowledge me. <laughs> like, I Close just, the door, you're letting the yeah. color out. <laughs> But uh, anyway, they're back to doing that, which is really nice. It makes me feel good as a father and stuff. But working is hard. But I've been back at work, right? And we went to uh, – I work at a school district now here in Dallas, a different one. And everything's changed. It's very different. I'm at a high school now. It's exciting. But we went to a convocation, like the beginning of the school year. That's where nuns live, right? Uh, Yes. So we went to the nunnery. And – no, we went to UTA's gym, the University okay. of Texas Arlington. We went to the gym. We almost filled the entire thing. There was 4,000 plus teachers there, just teachers. Wow. So we had staff there. It was like a, it was an Operation Inspiration Day. How much did that meeting cost me? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to complain about that? You're going to complain about how much it cost the school district. Anyway. Wait, what? Why can't I complain? Sure, yeah, you complain. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> So, okay, 4,000 uh, teachers working really hard, okay? Lots of us. Yeah. So derailed by all the distractions and stuff. I'm oh, tired. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to interrupt your train of thought. Yeah. How rude of me. I'm sure. I, I, we, woo, woo, we haven't done the train of thought toot toot in a while on the show. 
this meandering garbage is great for the podcast. I am on my game today. Mm. It's all this work stuff. It's getting to me. I like have to sit at a computer and type some things. Yeah. I have meetings with people and I talk to them and I have to understand and be understood. It's exhausting. I don't know why you put yourself through it. I know. It's definitely for the money. Mm. So this whole thing goes on, right? And there's this celebrations and it's a big deal trying to pump up teachers about the school year and, and get stuff. get hyped about the school year. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's uh, whatever. And towards the end of it, so the idea is... Uh, it's an airplane theme, right? We're going on a journey. We're going on a trip. We're going to inspire the kids or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's airplane theme, right? Is, so, anyone, is anyone dressed as a pilot? Yes. Really? The MC, <laughs> the MC of the event is dressed as full, like, totally as a pilot, but not like a legit pilot. Okay. Like a pilot that might show up to a specific kind of party. I don't know what you mean by that. Someone out there does. Okay. But it felt like that kind of pilot outfit. It didn't, you know it wasn't legit. You know it wasn't like an American okay. Airlines that they Was borrowed Was it a little a too colorful? Uh, yeah, it popped a little. Okay. Yeah, not like, not like a clown shirt or yeah. something like that, but it was definitely like... Aviator glasses? blue, yes. Okay. Definitely those aviator glasses that pilots actually wear walking around and stuff. Right. So, it's a big deal. There's a DJ up there pumping the jams, like asking all the teachers to dance. I was like, I don't feel like dancing. Did people get up and dance? Oh, yes. Wow. Lots of people got up and danced, and the teacher next to me was they like trying to get me to dance Kool-Aid. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, multiple flavors of the Kool-Aid. And so there's dancing going on and stuff. Well, they have us fold up paper airplanes and write our hopes and dreams on the paper airplane. <laughs> and there's 4,000 cool. of us. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, so the idea was... Seems like a very adult, mature thing to do. Okay. It's about the... So I was folding paper airplanes. People were like, how do you do this? I was helping him. I was telling him, like, my grandpa Larry works for J- worked for JPL. And he, he came up with this paper so, airplane so be- design. <laughs> Did he really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, uh, it was funny. But I was helping people fold their paper airplanes and stuff. So the idea was, at the end of the thing, we were going to throw our paper airplane and try to get it on the stage that was in the middle of the ba- this basketball arena. This okay. like 8,000 capacity arena, or like 6,000 or something. Okay. And if anyone who got it to land in the hula hoops were, uh, got tickets to the Rangers game. Oh. Right? So my school's in Arlington. That's where the Rangers play. So I think the Rangers, like, give out the tickets like candy, right? Yeah. Got to fill up the stadium somehow. Yeah, for real. And uh, especially in August, man. And so they, uh, <laughs> we're throwing, the idea was, and the, the, the MC gets all excited because, like, the world record for the most paper airplanes in flight at one time is 1,643. 1,643. Yes. There are more than 4,000 teachers in this room right now. Hold on. Wait. Does David Rush know about this record? More on that later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I don't know how he'll do it, but he'll find a way. So the idea was we we're going to throw these paper airplanes all at the same time, try to make it into the, the thing, but then become world record holders at the same time. And I was like, cool, I have something really cool to talk about on the podcast because we do world record talk and, and, all the time. And you've written your name on this, so you, my you, name's you, on would, it. you would know if yours was the one that landed Yes, in... I wrote my hope on there, which was like... Your hope. I yeah. hope for better handwriting because I couldn't read crap on there, right? That's what I should have mm. put. But I put something about changing the world or something. Yeah. All right, so... We all get excited. We're all ready to go. We throw the paper airplanes. They're all terrible. The people that are like five feet away from yeah. the stage are obviously the ones landing in the ho- in the hula hoops, yeah. right? So they're also like the crazy. ones getting hit in the back of the head. Right? Who cares? Yeah. The paper airplane, you're getting something free, right? And so we throw out everything. It's fun. All the teachers are acting like four year olds because we're like, ah, it's raining paper airplanes. We're throwing them stuff, and then they get all excited. Like, yeah, does that look like more than the thousand five hundred deals? Like, yeah, the DJ and the MC are talking back and forth, and, it's, and they're like, okay, yeah, and you let's bring out the guy with the certificate. And I was like, this is gonna be cool. We're actually gonna and I'm gonna be able to talk to Anthony about it. And the DJ was like, oh, wait, did you call the Guinness people? Uh, like, no, you were supposed to. It was all a stupid bit, uh, and we actually didn't break the record. And it was oh. lame because I thought we were just gonna have something fun. I was School gonna be like, "You're canceled." Eat that, David Rush. But now I'm just like, "Eat that, David Henderson." Yeah. 
Wow. They're on well, David Ate It today. Yesterday. Well, you'll be happy. You know, David Rush did break another record. Yeah, I'm over that. Juggling basketballs. This guy needs to stop. We get it, David Rush. Yep. Okay? Yep. We get it. What do you if, there's a, if there's a, an obscure Guinness World Record, you can break it. Okay? Congratulations. Who is he doing this for at this point? STEM, David. It's to promote STEM so that kids, you know, grow STEMs. You want to you promote STEM? Invent something that makes my life better. How about that, David Rush? Stop juggling basketball. Stop picking up toothpicks with, with, I mean, popcorn kernels with toothpicks and build me a car that is 100% safe, that won't kill anybody, and that drives itself. Also free. I mean, I, I don't care about free. I never said that. I mean, that's okay. your wish. Well, I mean, I'll, I'm ha- I'll happily pay for a car that will never my crash. Anger, my anger towards David Rush is just pure jealousy. He's got he's got the gig I want, doing weird things and like then going to talk to people about your weird thing you did. Perfect segue. So I think <laughs> one of the reasons... One of the reasons why they were doing this whole like airplane journey things for our convocation, getting ready for the school oh, year and sure. stuff, was because you've seen the movie Sully about Tom Hanks. He's the pilot that I've saved a bunch of people. I've not seen it, but I, I know you know the premise, right? I, yeah, I follow the news. You, okay, so guy uh, plane takes off. Did you know it's based on a real story? Yes. Okay. Trust me, I know. So both both <laughs> engines fail, and the pilot, in a miraculous maneuver, apparently it took so a lot of talent. And the guy's a super talented pilot. Um, I mean, water's flat. It couldn't have been that hard. You've been to New York, right? Yeah. Imagine all the stuff you have to dodge if you're a pilot taking off from LaGuardia. Anyway, I mean, so he lands the plane on the on the river, right? Yeah. The guy that came to speak to us, the keynote speaker, who probably got paid thousands of dollars that I should have had as a teacher, mm-hmm. came to talk to us and inspire us, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, yeah. first of all, because you survived a tragedy does not make you qualified to inspire me as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. I was in a fender bender a couple weeks ago. Let me tell you how to be a better attorney. Let me go to your law firm. Let me go to your company. And I'll tell you all about these inspirational things. All right? So yeah, he yeah, wasn't even yeah. the guy flying the plane. He just happened to be in the plane when it happened. He was a passenger. Yes. I mean, I don't want to disparage tragedy. If you've been through a tragic situation, I don't want... And PTSD is a real thing. I don't want to disparage any of that. I don't want to make it seem like that's not a, a terrible you, thing you went through and stuff. Why do but, you hate victims, David? No, I'm just saying like... He is taking advantage of a situation that he just lucked into and lucked out of. Sure. Right? And through the whole thing, I was like, I was trying really hard, like, okay, where's the inspirational message come in? Because he had 20 minutes, and for like 19 and a half of them, he was just talking about what happened. And oh, when they did the movie, and I was a consultant, and a picture of him with Clint Eastwood, and I did this, and I did that, and all the, just talking about his story. Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, and these are my five principles for leadership, and a bullet point. He's like, bah, 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 peace, and he left. <laughs> and I was like, that was... It was story time, followed by five bullet points. And uh, I was like, how much did this I got 20 minutes worth of good stories. I could do that. So do I. I mean, yeah. obviously, I tell 20 minutes of good stories once a week on this podcast. How much do we get paid for it? Well, Bubkiss. Well, we, we definitely tell stories. Yeah. Whatever, dude. So <laughs> that, that's been my experience at work a little bit. And not to disparage this guy, David Sanderson. Um, What's with all the Davids lately? Lots of Davids out there. There's plenty of us. That's a super. I saw this picture um, that someone posted, like all the kids in first grade, whatever, like wrote their names on the board or something. Yeah. And like all the names were like the typical. I don't want to say. T- okay, you know these names. They're very common. They end with ends, right? Like, and if you have a kid, I'm not saying these are bad names, okay? That's what I heard. But <laughs> that's what I heard you say. But it's like there's. It's just a certain type of name. Like you say, um, like. Brayden, right? Like Gavin. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Wyatt. Like I, they're like they're like the new cool names, right? Okay. Anyways, it's a it's a it's a board full of these names, right? Okay. Like, like and they're, and they're all spelled just a little off. Like instead of an I, we're gonna put a Y, right? Yeah. Instead of a K, maybe we'll do a CH. I don't know. And and uh, and then and so every name is just like this kind of unique name, cool new name. And then there's David. <laughs> And it's like the poor, the poor David, right? Poor he doesn't, David. he doesn't get the a cool, cool, unique name like all these other, like like Willow and Noah. No, see, all these other guys are like Lord Farquaad. <laughs> okay, okay. Tiny guy building a giant building to make himself feel special and better than everybody else, right? right. Like I don't need a fancy, like I don't need to spell it D A I Y V E D D to make myself feel like I'm a unique David. Mm-hmm. I've met other Davids. I'm very different from most of the Davids I've met, except for one David who I went to school with. His name was David Huntsman, and we are about the same height. Yes. We both have glasses. We were both going into teaching English. Okay. And we were very similar when it came to like our senses of humor and stuff. We made each other laugh all the time. <laughs> it, did people confuse you? No. Okay. No, they, just, they started calling us David H., which was funny. Oh. Huntsman and Henderson eventually yes. at the end, right? Mm. But at one time, he was, uh, uh, someone said something that, that kind of... You can see a little light bulb go off in Dave Huntsman's head, and he goes, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. And Excuse I was me, like, no? Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. Okay. And I, without missing a beat, said, Are you going to Scarborough Fair? That old Irish song, the Celtic song? Uh huh. Anyway, so me and this David aren't that different. <laughs> but most of the Davids that I come across are pretty different from me. I'm sure there's a listener that's super enjoying this right now. I'm sure there's at least one. The rest of you, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I've had a week and I'm tired. Hey, you want to hear my crazy story from the day? Does it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, and then, then can we talk about the joyless individuals we ran into? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, and maybe yeah, some sports so, after that? Sports? David. It's, it's the second week of August. There are no sports. That's true. Um, Although I did see Ronald Acuna throw a guy out at home, which annoyed me because I didn't actually get to see the throw. Uh-huh. I saw him fielding the ball and throwing. I got to see a close-up of the guy running, which mm. is super not helpful, and okay. the ball shows up and he tags him out. I don't care about that. So bad camera work? Yeah, terrible camera work. Or like, ba- bad, bad producing. Yes, show me the throw. Don't show me the guy running to get out. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes I wish like uh, the baseball view was the overhead view, like in... Um, uh, football like bases loaded remember the like the original like nintendo game sure right and it's just like an overhead view you just see the see the ball i just go w- left right up down right i just wish the replays were better right i yeah. wish they did the replays actually showed the action as it appeared like yeah because it's not that impressive to see a cutaway to the runner and then the ball show up i want to see gonna the be ball great flight. it's gonna be great in 10 15 years when you're you know putting on your little vr headset and you're at the ball game and you rewind and you see the different angles and you don't interact with humans anymore. Uh, someone, okay. So. Someone mentioned today at school yeah. that they uh, that they liked going to the grocery store. What? And I was like, who are you? Like, I'm excited. Do they steal food? Probably. That's probably where they like they it. They pick off grapes. That's they what they walk. do. <laughs> I love getting free food at the grocery store. That's why. I, that's why. I, that's the whole reason I have a Costco membership. Makes the free sense. food. Like we don't go out to Costco to eat at like the little food court. We just eat yeah. the samples. There was a there was a guy at work who was. Um, Kind of like saying, all these people show up and eat all the free samples, and I'm like, what? What else would you do? Why? Why would? Why would? Why would you disparage anyone showing up to eat free samples? How dare you take advantage of something that has been given to you? And then and at the same time, he's going to find every loophole in the tax code. <laughs> That's right. To make as much money, like, save as much money as he can. That is right. But don't make fun of me for taking my family of five to Costco to eat lunch. So samples. So I walk to my car after work today, and. Uh, 
It's a regular occurrence, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's something I do almost every workday. Interesting. And uh, push my start button because I got one of them new cars where you don't put a key in any hole and turn it. You just push the button. How fancy do you feel? I feel really fancy, actually. And, uh, and nothing happens. It's just nothing. Nothing. And uh, so I quickly realized, oh, battery's dead. So I place a call to my roadside assistance that, uh, through my insurance company. Nothing out of the ordinary in this story so far. Nope. And then I call um, a friend of mine uh, to see if he had already left work. And he was just leaving. So he was able to come and uh, give me a jump, get the, get the car started. Nice. Awesome. So I'm like, oh, well, I should probably cancel the roadside assistance. Right. right. So I, I, uh, I go to my app and uh, it tells me. You know the number of the of the person who's been uh, who, who's been notified to come and assist me. So I call him up and say, "Oh, hey, this is Anthony. Um, yeah, I, ha- I had a requested roadside assistance, but um, but I don't need any help anymore. I had a, a, someone was able to actually come and, and help me out." And he goes, "Oh, okay," and just and and, and that was it. Nothing else. And I was like, "So so do I need to like uh, is this is this like good for canceling? Like, do I need to notify anyone else?" And he's like. Um, you know what? I'm actually not even, I'm not roadside assistance. He's like, I don't know why, but people call me all the time. <laughs> they call me all the time about roadside assistance. I have nothing to do with roadside assistance. He's like, who, how did you get my number? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is the number that the app gave me. He's like, yeah, I guess so. Cause every day I'm getting phone calls for roadside assistance and, uh, and I have nothing to do. I don't work in I don't work in that industry. I'm not a roadside assistance guy, and so I sent him a screenshot of the app, and I um I gave him the number that I called to set up roadside assistance. I was like, maybe you could call them and and get it sorted. Uh, so he's like, okay, cool. He's like, sorry about your car. Wish I could help. <laughs> uh, so can you, can you imagine being that guy? My phone number growing up was one digit off of the local pizza place, <gasps> Bella Pizza. I think I called your house trying to call Bella. I think yeah. I did that. So we would routinely get phone calls. I mean, not like an everyday deal, but but we would get phone calls for Bella Pizza. And there were a few times I would go along with it, you yeah. know, up to a point, right? And then I'd say, oh, actually, this isn't Bella. Right, this isn't Bella Pizza. And so I could imagine being that guy, except in those... I think it's a little funnier when you're calling a pizza place. Not right. quite as funny when you're stranded on the freeway. Yes. They're, like, there are kids in the car back there, and your buddy is, and your buddy's <laughs> on the phone like, sure, be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> and it hangs up. That'd be messed up, dude. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, you, you, I, I made my way home, uh, but the car died again, so we got the battery replaced. You can, you can, you can share what you'd like to share about the, uh, our experience. Yeah, I haven't back. talked enough today. Okay, so... Yeah. Uh, we get the car jumped, we take it to an auto place, they pull it up, and I'm sitting in the car, because you just left it running, you didn't want the battery to die again, right? So I'm sitting in the car, just hanging out, and uh, the guy comes and sits in the car. <laughs> the guy's gonna, like, pull it into the the stall, right, to replace the battery, and David looks at me, he's like, should I stay in the car? And I'm like, I, if you want to. <laughs> so the, the guy comes around the driver's side, sits down, and I'm like, hey, I'm Dave, and I just sit there. He looks at you, like, what's going on? This guy was joyless. Like, <laughs> I think every ounce and spark of joy that has ever been in his life was stomped out probably yesterday. Wow. Because he was just, abs- like, no smile, no hi, my name is. I have no idea. So I was like, okay, and I grabbed my sunflower seeds, I think. No, I left them there. You left them. And I said, hey, you, you, can, have some- yeah, so you can have some sunflower seeds if your hands are clean. Totally joking. He was like, oh, I think they're dirty. It's like, they're ranch, they're good. And I just get up and I leave, right? Uh, anyway... Have a little bit of joy in your life, people. I mean, I was, I'm super pleasant. Yeah. I'm like one of the most pleasant people I talk to on a daily basis. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't get it. Roy needs to chill out mm-hmm. and just enjoy life. Maybe a that's bit more. just how Roys are. The only reference I have for Roy is from The Office, and he was not a joy, joyous person. No. In fact, the scene where he broke stuff at the bar, I, I was like actually scared for Pam's safety. I was like, ooh, The Office is going to a dark Spoiler. place here. Well, I guess. It, yeah, at this point, <laughs> once if it's been on Netflix for three days, everyone's watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, there's a Roy uh, on a radio show I really like, and mm-hmm. he's kind of famous for being stoic and just like sitting there listening. Like there's a famous gif of the show of like all the producers and stuff in the background, like literally dancing and freaking out. Mm-hmm. And he's got headphones on like this, and he's just like listening and like not smiling at all. But everyone else is like freaking out, like laughing and like dancing which is, and stuff. Which is so funny because it's one letter removed from joy. Well, one letter, you know what I mean. You've replaced the J with the. Uh, I know what one removed you know what means. I, you know what? Speaking of one number, you uh, your number neighbor. My number out to neighbor. You, right? This is weird. So explain <laughs> the number neighbor phenomenon, and I'll pull this thing. So out. I don't know how it started, but people started posting on social media. They're uh, you know texting the, their number, but changing it by one digit, right? So if your number ends in a six, you you text that number, but you do a seven or you do a five, and the seven or five are your number neighbors, okay? And so so people started texting their number neighbors. And uh, just saying, hey, what's up? And trying to start a conversation with them. Right. And then they post it on social media. Sometimes yeah. it's funny. Sometimes, sometimes it's, not. it's funny. Sometimes they don't get a response. So I yeah. knew about this, right? And I was, uh, everyone else is in bed. And I was I was playing video games or watching TV or something. I, I think you were talking to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were playing video games together. And uh, I get this text from a number that's one off of mine, one up from mine. Wait. Yeah, one down from mine. Okay. Okay. So I know that was important for the story. Oof. It just says, hey, number neighbor. And I responded, I knew this day would come. <laughs> How did you find me? Here, I'm, I'm going to be, let me be. Number neighbor. I'll be number neighbor, okay. you be you. Go okay? for it. Hey, number neighbor. There's an exclamation point, so. Dude, just read I thought that was conveyed. Okay. But... Yes, it was. Okay. Can we start Hey, over? number neighbor. Hey, number neighbor. Just, it's actually just I... written the one time. So, I'm going to, okay. And. <laughs> Hey, number neighbor. I knew this day would come. How did you find me? Um, your number, LOL. Hold up. Walk me through this. You're my nu- You're my number neighbor, so we have the same number except for the last digit. Cool. So now what? Um... IDK. Are you a boy or a girl? Uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Oof. Sorry. May I ask why? Two, two question marks. I guess because there's no way to know if you're being honest about it, so why would I tell you? I'm not trying to be salty. Just careful, you know? Fast forward one day. <laughs> if you tell me your gender, I'll tell you mine. Crickets. No response. No response. It's been, it's been almost it's been five days, four or five days now. Yeah, Pro- so that, probably that best to end that conversation. <laughs> so that's I, like, I, uh, I wish my number neighbor would reach out to me. No, you don't. Yes. Why? Yes, I do. 
I, I wanted I wanted to mess with the person so bad, but then as soon as I got the "Are you a boy or a girl?" I got instantly uncomfortable because I knew it was a boy mm-hmm. hoping to make some sort of connection with a girl. Because there's no way a girl well, is asking that. It there's to- no way. It totally like transported me back to like 1997 when I learned about like internet chat rooms, right? Yeah. And like you would just like you had no idea who you're talking to, and you're like, "Hey, how old are you? Where are you from?" Like. What what gender are you? Yeah, and, 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 you, and you try to like make a connection with someone. And that, right? that's what it was about back then. Back then, it was like pen pals almost. Like, yeah. oh, this is cool. I'm talking to some guy in in this is novel. Yeah, in oh, New York I, City. That's so cool. I'm in Nevada. This is awesome. It's not so cool now. <laughs> it's creepy now. Everything's creepy. creepy. Everything that was wholesome and good in 1997 is super creepy now. Yes. In fact, uh, a teacher at a training I was at. She's a former teacher and she does trainings now. She travels the country and talks to teachers about this program about building relationships with students in a healthy way that's going to benefit their learning, right? Uh, really interesting training and talks about the psychology of, of making connections and what that does with learning and stuff. Really cool. Uh, but she told a story about one of her, I think, middle school or early high school boy teachers that was new to teaching that invited her to come to the school on Saturdays to play basketball with her so that he could teach her to play basketball because he played college and, and she wanted to play college too. And I was like, mm. everyone was okay with this? <laughs> Granted, that was like 20 years ago, yeah. but still, if I did that today, if I was like, hey, why don't you come on Saturdays and we can like, I can teach you how to play softball. First of all, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Yeah. Second of all, no parent is going to be comfortable with that, right? Times are changing. Oh, I have stories from high school and junior high of like interactions you would have with teachers and, and faculty. And it's just like, if that, if that happened today and anyone saw it, like, observing you know from the outside not knowing kind of the nuances of what was actually yeah. happening like people would get fired right i mean it's just like you i don't know i i don't know actually how you do it i would i would be scared you know especially now going into high school i feel like that's even maybe i don't know more worrisome than junior high now i'm like a a, a master mason just building walls all over the place, baby. Wall here, wall here, wall here. Yeah. You want to be my friend? Wall. You want to play video games with me? Wall. You want to hang out with me on Saturday? Wall. 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 All over the place. Follow me on Twitter. Wall. Blocked. Mm, wall. Do you Walls really block? I've never had to. Okay. I think I have one student that follows me on Twitter. A former student. Um, There's one of your former students who emails the show sometimes. Shout out to Nathan. Nathan. No, no, no. Nathan. No, Nathan's in my in my youth group at church. Oh, he's a church friend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. You're hey, Nathaniel. What, what, you think of Nathaniel. Nathaniel, yeah. yeah. Nathaniel, haven't heard from you lately. Love to hear your takes on preseason NFL. Yeah, it's been a while. By the way, every time someone in, in my church youth group mentions that they listen to the podcast, I go and I apologize to their parents. <laughs> Rightly so. They view me differently now, I think. <laughs> the youth or the parents? The parents. Oh. Like, do you think it's cool? Like, whoa, he's on the internet. Right? But I think the parents are like, what's going on here? Uh, so yeah. should we talk sports? Something I do want to talk about. Okay. So Antonio Brown? Yeah. He's weird, man. Did you see the picture of his feet? It would gross you out. Can I show you? You show me. Yeah, I know I know the deal. Like he was, he went and got the cryogenic treatment and uh, and apparently he was supposed to wear shoes or double layer socks, something like that, and decided to go barefooted for some reason and uh, totally messed up his feet. So You're if, still pulling pulling up the picture. If I Google Antonio Brown, feet. so I saw I saw a clip um, from Hard Knocks. It's the HBO show about training camps, and they're doing it on the Raiders this year. Oh, oh my goodness! Is oh that my gross? goodness! They uh, they put some of it up on YouTube, and um, he was working out with his trainer, and he could not push off on them. He could not accelerate forward. He could only do like side to side drills, and um, 
yeah, his feet look nasty, super blistered, and uh, maybe even like frostbitten. There was some speculation. Literally, it looks like you can grab pieces of dead skin and just peel them off. Are the Steelers happy? He's like no one. I know he's okay. He's an awesome talent, but like, there's this thing. There's like dyeing his hair blonde with the blonde mustache, right? The uh, the uh, the helmet issue, right? So he like wouldn't report to training camp because he didn't like the helmets. The helmet design is ten years old. Yeah, right. So at the top of the field. Everything moves quicker, right? Than like high school. So high school a helmet from ten years ago is probably still okay. <laughs> yeah. But in the NFL, it's the top league, so they're like constantly. So they can't yeah, use so, helmets so, from ten years ago. Yeah. So the NFL has to certify all helmets that are used, and they won't certify anything older than ten years. And the model he likes was last produced in two thousand eleven. So he went on Twitter and was asking people in Twitter if they had that model helmet produced from year two thousand ten or two thousand eleven. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's gotten any responses. But I mean, what? What do you know? Why he's upset? Is it that his vision's obscured somehow? I think he said something like that. He, it, I mean, imagine. Imagine you've been seeing your your professional, uh, your whole professional life. You've been seeing whatever it is you work on a certain way. Yeah. Then alter that a little bit after 10, 15 years, or or yeah, it, it, it would change things, right? Like Tom yeah. Brady used the same helmet for the last four Super Bowls, and he has to switch. And yeah. he admits there there is some adjustment, but I mean, you're a professional football player. When the ball's up in the air, you're not gonna notice. I and I think like humans, we we notice changes like that, but then we also adapt pretty quickly, very quickly. And so I feel like it's the type of thing where if he wore it for the preseason, by the time the season started, it wouldn't even be an issue. Do you think he's hamming it up for hard knocks? Like I'm sure JJ Watt doesn't flip tires like that all the time. Some money under the table. Well, just to make it. I mean, just, he, this just, is a brand thing for him, yeah. right? This well, is free promotion for him. He arrived in training camp in a hot air balloon. Tell you what, man. I looked up in the sky and I was like, "Look at there, man! That's a hot air. I like a good hot air balloon, man. The hot air balloon it fills up with hot air, then it flies around. I mean, wow! It's a hot air balloon, right? What, Wizard then, of Oakland. That's right. And then <laughs> then the the balloon comes down, and out steps this blonde mustached man, and I was like. That's my wide receiver, man. The end. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Is he going to play this preseason? Who knows? Once, once, I don't know. I, I think there's something for like developing chemistry with a new team, especially with a new quarterback, timing, stuff like that. But, I don't know. He's pretty good. He'll figure it out whenever he gets out there. So macro for me. Yeah. We're focusing on this helmet controversy and air quotes for the, for the listeners. And we're focusing on Antonio Brown's feet and his balloon. And we're talking about hard knocks and all this stuff. Meanwhile, the thing that we thought saved baseball in the late 90s and early 2000s, the home run, mm-hmm. is now more prevalent than it's ever been in baseball. Okay. And we're not talking at all about baseball. Yeah. So it feels like nothing can save baseball from the juggernauts that are the NBA and the NFL right now. Yeah, I guess it's just... We, we yeah. care more about preseason practices and scrimmages in the NFL than we care about actual games that actually matter in Major League Baseball right now. And I think that's just a shift in America. We're just not interested in baseball anymore. There are amazing, really talented young players right now. Yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., lots of juniors, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, you have Mike Trout who's still balling. You have uh, Yelich and Bellinger. You have a bunch of Devers in Boston. You have these great players that are putting uh, putting historical numbers up. 
and no one knows these guys' names. I probably mentioned five or six names that you've never heard of. The Yankees and the Dodgers are both 80 and 41. That's like, insane. It's crazy. The, the the Yankees have hit more home runs against the Orioles than any team has hit against <laughs> a specific team in the history of a, in history of baseball in an entire season, and that's not even mid-August yet. The Dodgers just today set the record for most home runs in the Marlins Park in one game. Oh, my gosh. Um, and one player on the Yankees hit 13 home runs against the Orioles this year alone. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it's just, yeah. the home run numbers are crazy. It's what we're talking about. And not even the home run is saving baseball right now. Well, I mean, baseball for a long time, maybe always, but but for a long time has been super regional, right? You yeah. support your team. You're, I mean, maybe you, you you move and you still support your, your hometown team like me, right? But um, I think it, it really is more of a regional sport. It's more like college football and then everyone gets excited around playoff time right but i still think college football i think is the third major sport now i think we care more about college football in this country than we care about america's pastime i i wonder if we care a lot more about football collectively as a nation because of betting right because it's like you can do like one bet per week right like your focus is on one or two days a week right whereas baseball it's just like it's every day it's constant and and you don't just like anything in life you don't appreciate what you always have. Yeah. You can, like, I can turn on the TV tonight and I'll get a baseball game. Yeah. Right? In fact, just, uh, I think it was last night, I turned on uh, Red Sox Cleveland. Right? And usually you turn on a baseball game and it's a snoozer. Right? Mm-hmm. I happened to watch a game that went into the ninth tied and the Cleveland Indians hit a game-winning home run. Nice. A walk-off. And so I was like, wow, I was rewarded for, for tuning into baseball again. Was but Puig, I know. Was Puig suited up for the Indians? Didn't he get traded to the Indians? He's on the Reds now. Oh, I got traded... No, no, no. He got traded from the Reds. Where did he get traded to? I thought he ended up in Cleveland. Gosh dang it. I don't know. Anyways. I'm trying to remember. Um, Maybe you're right. I, didn't, I don't remember anyone licking a bat, so I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing about, like, I, I guess it's maybe the same in every sport, but baseball, I feel like you have the most boring well, moments he, and you have the most extreme, like, exciting, tense moments. Puig was suspended. For that game. Yeah. But he's on the Indians. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You were right. But I forgot because I don't remember seeing him. Yeah. Um, what else? <laughs> okay. Baseball related, I guess. Did you see uh, the story about A-Rod? Yes. Okay. So he... Did, did I bring that to your attention? Well, I had seen it as well. Oh, but, gotcha. Okay. But, okay. but yeah. Um, I don't know why I want to credit for that. <laughs> did did but, I see the Twitter story first? <laughs> uh, who sent it to whom? Uh, that was proper use of whom there, by the way. So he was calling a game in uh, Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think that's where he was. And uh, he had, for some reason, he rented a car. First of all, a rod. Get a get a service, man. Get someone to drop you off at the the ball field and pick you up. Why are you renting cars? Why are you sitting in the budget rent a car line like like average Joe Schmo? Okay, you're uh, a rod. Okay, okay. You've got fifty bajillion dollars. Do you honestly? You're think- an American hero. Well, do you on it? Well, now he is. He's a Latin American hero now. So, and this is for his post baseball work. Okay. Right? You're familiar with it? You're familiar with his post baseball work? Oh, okay. Yes. Right? Yes. Don't be fooled by the girl that he's got, though. Because he's She's still, still. No, he's still. He's. Uh, you've ruined it. Mm. You've ruined it. I had a flow going. Mm. I had a thing going. I was doing a thing. Welcome to Miami. Miami. I love. <laughs> Miami. I used to watch in Living Color. I remember, I remember the Fly Girls, but I don't remember Jennifer Lopez. I mean, I remember that they were a thing. Like, I don't remember individual Fly Girls. Me, I'm me. We I had remember very, Jim Carrey. We had very, Fire Marshal Bill. Oh. We had very different childhoods. <laughs> yeah. So 
Uh, A-Rod, I'm sure he didn't wait and budget rent a car. I'm sure he had like the Uber XL of budget rental of rental cars or whatever. But what what happened? Either way, okay. So, so at some point during uh, while he's he's working, uh, someone breaks into his car, steals like a laptop, a camera, and some jewelry, right? Uh, but not just like a ring or a necklace. Like I don't know exactly what pieces of jewelry were taken, but the amount of jewelry was five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Very important question. Do you think it was just one fat, expensive piece of jewelry or like 500 crappy pieces of jewelry? I hope it was like a tiara that he wears like <laughs> when he's just driving around the town. He, just, he, he, he has to give gifts to Jennifer Lopez to keep her happy. <laughs> I'm sure at least 499,000 of that mm. was like you said a tiara, but for J-Lo. What if he just likes to pretend he's like super hard, so he's got these like gold grills that he oh. puts on, and then he goes in, he's like professional like guy, yeah. like the Miami comes out in him every once in a yeah. while. I think it does. Well, I think I think the Miami came out of him big time when he got caught for using drugs. I think I, that was I the most wonder, Miami like, he's ever been. I mean, you know, poor A Rod. When are things gonna start looking up for A Rod? The guy cannot catch a break. What's more impressive to you, the Tiger Woods flip? Mm. or the A-Rod flip because both are super impressive Tiger um, Woods was vilified and hated for years and he came back and he won yeah. a championship and we love him we're rooting for him we jumped up and down when well, he saw that happen and now A-Rod the same thing steroid cheat we don't like him uh, suspended for 150 games one of the biggest suspensions ever seen he lost a ton of money and all that stuff and now he's like America's sweetheart because he's part of uh, Latin America's sweetheart couple yeah, it's I, crazy I think, I think A-Rod's is more impressive just because with Tiger I don't feel like I feel like maybe for there was a brief moment where he was vilified, you know, by some people who were just really upset about what he did. Like he was a role model, right? And he broke the trust, right? But then, but even yeah, I think more, more so with Tiger was just we kind of stopped caring because he was he wasn't in the spotlight anymore. He wasn't winning. He wasn't in in the conversation. Um, but, but I remember even years after he stopped golfing consistently and, and stuff, he got pulled over for using, uh, he was on prescription drugs and yeah. driving or something, right? And that sure. was, and so he was in yeah, the consciousness I, still. He, yeah, but I don't think he was being, vil- like, I don't think people really hated Tiger. Like, he didn't cheat, I mean, he, well, okay. <laughs> he, he didn't cheat at his sport. He didn't cheat at golf. Well, that's the, a headline. Yeah, the golf clubs through his SUV window <laughs> begs to differ. Yeah. Um, so, so, so with Tiger, I mean, like, I, it was definitely more impressive athletic feat to like have gone winless for so long so you're saying it's more impressive for tiger to come back and win the masters after all of that those <laughs> shenanigans and that was a more impressive physical feat than winning over jennifer lopez <laughs> that was more I, impressive I, I i see where you're going with this um yes i think the athletic achievement yes is more impressive by tiger well, golf okay. i want to say athletic <laughs> achievement golf i'm just kidding yeah no but but don't know why A-Rod, I say that. A-Rod is interesting, though. It's true. Like, I mean, he was on national TV lying about his steroid use. Um, he was hated even by Yankee fans. They felt betrayed by him. And, um, you know, he kind of goes away for a little bit, comes back on TV, talks very, very eloquently and smartly about uh, baseball, and uh, and we like him again. I, I like A-Rod. I enjoy watching an A-Rod broadcast. He's always been charismatic. Right, and now yeah. he's like turning it up to eleven because he has to in order to keep up with his yeah. girlfriend. Right? Uh, imagine if, imagine if, imagine a world Barry Bonds is all of a sudden one of the most beloved figures in sports. <laughs> no, you can't imagine that, right? Okay, you cannot imagine no. that. Now, 
that's how we should be reacting to A-Rod right now because they have very okay. similar circumstances except Barry Bonds was never caught or served served a suspension mm. or anything. He His never... head begs to differ. Okay, fine. <laughs> but A-Rod is a known steroid user sure. and cheater in baseball and sure. we adore him. Yeah, but that's not... But but we adore him for reasons that 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 Barry Bonds... We, we adore A-Rod because of his personality. We do not like Barry Bonds because of his personality. Yeah, right? so... Tons of guys are in the Baseball Hall of Fame that have terrible personalities, but we love them for just their play on the field. Focus on the play on the field. Don't focus on their their racism or being homophobic or don't focus on their abusive well, relationships. Well, I'm, not talking, about I'm not talking about Hall of Fame. That's, that's, I, know, I just that's, use that as an example. Yeah. Right? But Barry Bonds just played great baseball, but we can't see past our own biases. Well, even, and I think the biases yeah. that the media have because the sports writers who were back then had a lot of power in manipulating the public perception of athletes, they didn't like him. Therefore, the public at large didn't like them. And now who votes for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, the baseball Those writers same of baseball writers that he didn't like and didn't get along with. Okay. Stupid. So I was listening to a podcast recently. Ross Stripling hosts a podcast. He's a pitcher for the Dodgers. Chicken Strip? Yes. And um, it, it's actually really, you should you should, uh, you should check it out. The, Tim Kirchin was the guest uh, a few weeks ago. National treasure Tim yeah. Kirchin? And he was talking about, he was asked, um, you know, who did you kind of fear covering? Or who were you always nervous to inter- to interview? And he said... Um, it, it was it, it was an interesting conversation because it was in the in like how is it different covering people you know from the seventies eighties nineties right. versus today and he said you know today everyone's polished and no one will really let you in you have to really know a person they have to feel super comfortable they're all quarterbacks from the NFL yeah. who say nothing yeah. and, and say nothing and, a lot and, and Ross Stripling brought up an interesting thing where he's like yeah when I was at A and M uh, playing college ball uh, all of us on the team had to take a uh, like sports and media class and we had we were trained on what how to give answers and he's like i'm you know i'm fresh from high school and i'm learning how to say you take it one day at a time right and give, give these non-answers after cliche answers. after cliche and uh and, and kirchin was reminiscing about like the 80s he, that was his favorite time because he said he thought people had more fun and were more, more open you weren't worried about uh kind of a wayward quote ending up on social media and all of a sudden you know 50 million people are vilifying you because of it. Um, and so he said, but, but in answer to the question, he brought up a few few players, but one he brought up was was Barry Bonds. Hmm. And he said, you know, he respected Barry Bonds, loved his game, but like he knew he had to be 100% prepared in what he asked because if he worded something the wrong way, Bonds would snap at him. And, um, and he said he was just a very tough interview and he made you feel uncomfortable. Hmm. And so... Yes, the writers do have power, but like, I don't know. I put a lot of trust in what what Kirchner says, right? National and, treasure, and, Tim Kirchner, yeah. And um, and if he's feeling like intimidated and feeling feeling like this guy is not a, someone I you know I want to interview as much as he loves baseball, like there's probably some truth to it, right? That that Bonds Bonds hurt himself, sure. in, right? It, it's not it's not just you know, some conspiracy against against Bonds. Right, but but all that being said, it's the Baseball Hall of Fame, not the Personality Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and as far as Hall of Fame goes, like, put them in. I don't care. Like, I think you have you have all of them in, and, and if, if they're accused or suspected of using banned substances, say that. But, you know, don't, don't deny them. Don't deny them entry. And I, yeah, but even see, Pete Rose, right? Like, yeah. what? That's that's a dumb one. Right, but even second week of August, yeah. they let him in the Hall of Fame talk. But what you're saying is Barry Bonds didn't do himself any favors. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, as much, you know, just like All-Stars and All-NBA and all of these awards that are voted on by 
by journalists, like there are campaigns, right? Just like the Oscars, like these production studios uh, campaign for their actors to get nominated and to win awards and teams and agents are promoting their players so that they get picked and it's all you know a lot of it's based on reputation and very yeah. little of it's based on like it's a analytics and things, you know yeah, popularity uh, contests yeah um <laughs> so uh I, I brought up conspiracy theory which i didn't actually mean to but I don't know. You, have, you always mean to. They well, don't, the audience doesn't know any better. The listeners don't know any better. So if you just say... You know what? Let's save it. Let's save it. it let's save conspiracy. Next week, I want to talk to you about some conspiracy theories, okay? We're already we're already almost an hour into this one. One, one last thing, um, unless you have anything else. But um, so some NBA talk. Like I said, man, <laughs> baseball is no longer America's pastime. I think making fun of each other on Twitter is America's pastime. Yeah. Uh, or, or the gram, as I like to call it, the Insta face. But I think, yeah, okay, so like I said, second week of August, we're talking more about football and basketball than we are about baseball, and that is crazy yeah, to so me. so the NBA schedules came out, and I'd like to do a game-by-game breakdown for Please the Lakers. Please don't. Please don't. No. Okay. No, I stand. All right. I, I think well, I speak for every listener on here when I say, go ahead and share how you're excited about one or two games, maybe, but let's not do an 82-game breakdown, unless okay. you can do it in three seconds. And that's why I think the Lakers go 52-30. and 30. All right. Um, no, I think that's conservative. I think LeBron's going to Thanos everybody. Well, so I think they, they, I think they're capable. High fifties, like if, if everything breaks right, maybe maybe low sixties. But I think they're just going to be resting players a lot this year and trying to save up as much as they can for the playoffs. I wonder if LeBron's Taco Tuesdays are going to carry over into the season. If he'll continue to eat tacos on Tuesday. Yeah. No. No. It's not just. Have you, it's like an event. I, I know Taco Taco Tuesday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, How do you feel about him imitating <laughs> a Mexican accent when he does that? How do you feel about that? I, I mean, we've talked about this. Well, you're you're I, the brownest person in our family. Yes. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. You know, Mr. PC at all. So I'm totally cool with it. I don't have. I don't have any issues with it. Um, and if I don't know, I think it's a silly. It would be a silly thing to get upset about. If anyone is upset. I wonder if there are any actual Mexicans that are like, hey, you should stop that. <laughs> I doubt there are any actual Mexicans doing that. It's like it's like white <laughs> sports writers. Also, that are like, the taco Don't do that. at this point is more American than uh, the Mexican. I'm gonna I'm just gonna put that out there. Rude, dude. I think more tacos are eaten per day in the United States than they well, are in Mexico. We're Americans. We eat at more everything <laughs> than everybody. We eat more Chinese food than the Chinese. We eat more, we eat more Yeah, we eat more Germans than the Germans. We, uh, we we probably eat more, more snow than the Eskimos. We probably eat all more fish and chips. Them. We probably eat more fish and chips than all of Britland. <laughs> I think you mean England, David. Uh, You're the worst. Okay, no, so, some actual basketball talk. So last week the NCAA. Oh yeah. Uh, put out a new rule that okay. So so if you if y'all remember last year the uh, uh, NCAA allowed players to uh, to talk with and I think even sign with agents yeah. um, ahead of the NBA draft. And if they decided to pull out beforehand or didn't get drafted, they could go back to college. I think that was the rule. And they've, they've kind of expanded more on that and, uh, and said that the, the, NBA, the, the agents that they reach out to have to have a bachelor's degree. Okay. And pass some sort of a test or something. Yeah, right. And, um, and this was an NCAA rule. This it was is not an NBA rule. This is an NCAA rule, right. And when I first saw I wish we would have talked about it last week, because my initial impression when we saw it, when I saw it was, 
This is so dumb. Like, the NBA already goes through the work of certifying agents. They don't okay? just let anybody walk up the street and do it. That's right. And why, so, and, and so why would you have a different set of standards for the NCAA that, that don't line up to the NBA standards? It's basically the minor leagues of the NBA. Yeah. And and the only thought that came, came to me initially, and then, you know, Twitter, you know, exploded on Twitter, was that Rich Paul... LeBron James agent and a super agent to a, a ton super of agent uh, the, the the primary agent in clutch sports um, doesn't have a bachelor's degree didn't go to college right uh, but he's certified by the NBA he's an an agent in good standing and can take on any client that that wants to sign with him and is apparently pretty good at his job <laughs> and so the one agent in the NBA who doesn't have a bachelor's degree happens to be Rich Paul and would be the one agent excluded by this NCAA rule. Right? So, of course, they started calling it the Rich Paul rule. Yeah. And I'm personally against mm, bars to entry in most professions, right? I mean, like, you have doctors who have to take medical exams. Like, yeah, maybe when you're talking life and death, that makes sense. Maybe. Like, I also would just maybe trust Yelp, right? And the bad doctors would be weeded out and the good doctors would rise to the top. Forget medical exam. Like, forget the board of... Well, that stuff. Yeah. But, just Yelp. But there are certain things where, like, why do we why do we need to create further barriers to entry, right? And, and especially where there's already an organization that certifies these these people, right? And so... And, and the fact that it, it, it appeared to be pointed at Rich Paul was just... I don't know. It was, it was, it showed kind of a lack of awareness by the NCAA, and the NCAA lacks so much awareness, right? They, if something's against popular opinion, the NCAA en- enacts it like the next week, right? They will make sure the dart lands right on that bullseye. Yeah, and I also feel oh, like pay players, nah. Yeah, uh, public <laughs> opinion is way on the other side, right? Yeah, and and clutch sports has been accused of, and maybe not too far off. Of being a shadow organization run by LeBron James. Yeah. And, I mean, LeBron has played with a lot of his friends. A lot of his friends are on clutch sports. Anthony Davis is a clutch sport athlete, right? Tristan Thompson was a clutch sport athlete, and he got a lot more money than he probably deserved from Cleveland, yeah. right? LeBron James' friend, right? Uh, and maybe this was a NCAA's dig at LeBron because LeBron James didn't go to college. Uh, his son, he probably won't want his son to go to college his son looks like he's gonna he's trending towards playing professionally yeah because what in is it in one or two years that um they're gonna do away with the uh have to have one year removed from high school rule just in time for zaire wade mm. Dwayne wade's son and uh, lebron james son lebron james jr i mean sorry dude i, I feel bad <laughs> it's a lot to live up to it's like my son shall be shakespeare jr the only junior to live up to his name is freddie prince my my good twitter bud Freddie Prince Jr. That steak looks awesome. Still weird that you guys are friends on Twitter. We talk Ooh. like once a week. Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Dale Earnhardt Jr. No, Dale Earnhardt's better than him. Yeah, the Intimidator is much better. Um, What other juniors? Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. <sighs> I love the Junior Bacon Cheese. From Wendy's, it's like the exact, it's like the, just the right size. That you can get like something else with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can get the Junior Bacon Cheese and then like a chicken sandwich. And that's a good combo, and it's also cost-effective. So mm. I think Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers from Wendy's or Jack in the Box, I think that's kind of the sweet spot. So there I think the Junior outshines the, the Senior there. Disney Junior and Nick Junior, and here's the reason why. What? I cannot handle kid shows targeted at, like, 10-year-olds. Oh, 
I'm 100% with you. 100%. I would much rather watch a kid show targeted at a three-year-old yes. than a 10-year-old. Yes. Those shows drive me up the wall. Yeah. They're bad. There's one called Bunked. Okay. Have you seen this? This is like summer camp type yeah, of thing? Yeah. My, okay. my daughter loves it. I don't. <laughs> I, at least like the kids shows. It's I like don't know. super dramatic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bad acting, bad writing. Right. It makes yeah. you want like, wow, people get paid to write that. And people get paid to act that way. I'm... Missed it. I missed that boat. How did I miss that boat? Uh, Maybe I don't know why. This is a this is now turning into a therapy session. It really is. Why aren't I good enough to be a bad actor? <laughs> I think people just put themselves out there, right? And it's like, hey, I can do this. And even if they can't do it, like someone takes a chance on them. And hey, you've done it once. Yeah, you could do it again. Right, right. And then you like Samuel L. Jackson. Like just say no to just say yes to everything, right? <laughs> That'll lead you to eventually being one of the most important actors in history, Hmm. right? They should should have a Sam Jackson Award every year for the actor or actress who is in the most stuff. Like, who got the most acting credits this year? Yeah. And it might be some, like, Joe Schmo who's in, like, every, like, SVU as a victim. Like, he's he's the body bag guy. He's really good at holding still and holding his breath for a long time. So he's, like, in every SVU and he's, like, in all the crime shows and stuff. The Sam Jackson Award. All right, David, just a few more weeks of August. Then we get football back. Yeah, our shows will get very different. And We're going to be breaking down schemes and uh, passes. I think... Screens. I think I've gotten pretty good at at least analyzing quarterback play. Kicking controversies. Pretty well, you know? Like, I can tell when a quarterback's doing well, if it's a system thing. or Andy Reid's mustache. Now that is something. Mahomes sidearm passes. Oh, I can't wait for some Mahomes sidearm and crossbody passes. Did you see the first pass he threw this preseason? Uh, was that the over the shoulder one? The guy running down the sideline was. It... it was such a good pass. The yeah. defensive back turned around to look at it and didn't see it coming. <laughs> it was so perfect. Patrick Mahomes is the real effing deal. He's gonna be the. He's he may be the first forty million dollar a year player. I think he's due. Uh, I think his contract may be up after the season, or at least renegotiations. Speaking of which, there's a bunch of players who are like gonna hold out or whatever. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I want to talk about is remember when he was competing for a job against Alex Smith? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People thought Alex Smith should be the quarterback of the Chiefs. Mm. Oh my gosh. Oh, All right. Well, so fo- football's coming. Baseball's going to get interesting. We've got like six weeks till the playoffs. Oh, can't wait. I'm so tired. I have to be at work in ten hours. Okay. Well, let's get you out of here. I don't know how to end this, so let's just go with an original uh, Fernie Nutmeg joke. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I no came up with this the other day, so so it's a, it's a new one. So I'm very confident. You're in confident it. in the joke. Yes. Do you, you think? Uh, do you think I'm gonna laugh at it? Knock knock. Who's there? Forgetful egg. Forgetful egg. Who? What? Oh man, I forgot the yolk. Lipberry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Let him in. This is Subjectively Clerked Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Hey, David. 